Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Hi, Vinny. Corey, thank you for being here on the Road to Growth Podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'm up here in the North Bay area and founded Real Journey actually just about four months ago. So just moving over from a big box brand and moving from top producer to now team leader and kind of wearing that CEO hat, which is a fun, you know, different change. And so. Well, transition, transition. I mean, really, if people look to the show notes, we'll see you've had a lot of transition throughout your career. And we're going to dive deeper into that. I mean, you've transitioned from one community to the next community. And I think for a lot of realtors, I mean, it's about building your your network, building your base. And when you transition from another community, even though you might have the knowledge base, it's still finding a new network of people, uh, adapting connections and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that's a challenge. A lot of people see the real estate industry as like an easy thing to get into and go out and make easy money. But it's really hard, you know, moving from I was in San Diego for a while, grew up in Colorado and then came out here. And I remember a couple of my buddies being like, what are you doing, man, getting into real estate in an area where you didn't grow up, you don't have any friends. And it was kind of crazy looking back. And I think it's one of those things. It's kind of like you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> but the, that almost naive nature actually ended up helping me in the end because I could push through and not give up and, and kind of have that combination of patience and persistence to, to make it work up here. <laughs> Have you, um, you talked about growing up and, and did you have the plan to get into real estate when you were younger? Yeah. So a little background, I grew up in, in Colorado in the mountains, Aspen snowmass area. So I was pretty spoiled in that respect where I got to see a bunch of beautiful homes and, and kind of grew up on the ski mountains and, and throughout college, I was hired by a property management company. And we managed some pretty impressive properties where I was painting decks and power washing and just doing manual labor, digging, digging fence holes. <laughs> and uh, but they were at the houses of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and these big, beautiful homes. And it kind of opened my eyes to loving the way a home works, for one, and also just kind of the mindset that someday, like, I kind of want to. <laughs> have a beautiful home and, and move in that direction of, of what's possible out there. Um, How did you uh, get that job originally? Um, so growing up in that community, it's actually pretty tight knit. So my dad had a lot of connections. I actually grew up in my father's restaurant um, and it was a great learning experience, great kind of service-based foundation. But my, my dad made the introduction to the, company owner who was actually a realtor and property manager. And uh, and it was pretty neat to kind of meet some of those top dog CEOs and stuff. Like I'd pick them up from the airport. So I'd be digging trench holes one day and then picking up a Fortune 500 CEO from the airport the next. So it was pretty cool. How old were you when you said you got the job? So that was throughout college. So I kind of worked in my family's restaurant throughout since I was, you know, a little ice cream scooper and, uh, in dishwasher and then in college and early in my 20s i had that gig um fresh out of college i worked for a couple of years saved some money to travel with some buddies for about six months and that was kind of the stepping stone that got me excited about real estate um 
being that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, and then from there I actually moved to San Diego, where you are now. Yeah. Um, fresh out of college with the intention to get into real estate, and one of our mutual friends, Sean, who put us in touch. Um, I actually ended up working for his family trust out there. And his grandfather was a retire, retired medical doctor from Bulgaria who ended up owning a bunch of real estate, some of some residential, commercial, apartment buildings, condos. So it was pretty cool to kind of move out with the intention of real estate. Kind of got my feet wet, you know, back in 2005, 2006. And then one of our properties we were managing was a, was a full service restaurant that Sean's still running today. And that took me on kind of a sidetrack coming out of college. My dad's only advice to me was don't get in the restaurant industry. And, and uh, sure enough, like that was not my goal to get into it, but the opportunity presented itself. So Sean and I ran with that for a while, but deep down I had always kind of wanted to get back towards real estate. So as we were both like found our now wives and my wife's mom got sick, there was the chance to move up to the North Bay and it made it an easy decision at that point. You know, her mother being sick, me not wanting to lose my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> so Sean took over the restaurant and I, I moved up to the North Bay as a little, little quick background on how I got into real estate and then out and back in. <laughs> With, how do you, um, so you met Sean originally through like, I guess the family, right? His, uh, we were actually college buddies. So we met at okay. University of Colorado um, in the dorms. It was funny when we were partying our faces off and having a good time. And then we ended up living together in a house with a handful of San Diego guys and a couple Colorado guys. Um, and then funny enough, after college, he joined us for the last leg of one of our travels I mentioned and came down to, to Buenos Aires, Argentina, showed up super early in the morning is like, Hey, I'm here for a week and I'm here to pitch you on moving to San Diego, um, to work with his family trust. And so it, it probably took like an hour to convince me to move to San Diego fresh out of college, but it was pretty cool to kind of have that opportunity. Sean and I were, have always been kind of the yes guys. So we said yes to, to studying abroad during college. We, you know, were the guys that were painting our kitchen cabinets probably not to our landlord's liking during college and just kind of the, those guys kind of pushing the limits. So where do you think that, that, I, that mindset comes from? Um, it's tough to say. Funny enough, we, we share the path that we both grew up in our family restaurants. And so I think there's a built in work ethic there. So I saw my father grow up in the restaurant I was there constantly just kind of learning and then working every summer, working every weekend, just kind of seeing what's available. And that that just was the norm to me. So I don't think I shy away from hard work in that respect. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what ignited it. I look back and then Sean and I talk about sometimes I see pictures of him washing dishes in his family restaurant when he was, you know, probably too young for labor laws. <laughs> and, and I had a similar background. So. I think that's probably the reason behind kind of the work ethic. When, so you worked in the family business, right? And then when you moved to San Diego, um, property management, but you kind of guide yourself to get into, uh, get into the restaurant industry, right? What were some of the things you learned the second time through? Because first it was your dad's run business. Now you're running the, um, uh, taking the reins of it with Sean. Were there things you learned the second time through in the restaurant industry? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of consider that my MBA. It was super humbling. I think having grown up in the restaurant industry in this, you know, small mountain town right on the ski slopes. Um, it's a different vibe than East County, San Diego, where we all of a sudden had 25 employees and I'm responsible for scheduling and inventory and, you know, being the guy at 25 years old that employees are coming to with, with big life issues. Um, and so it was a, it was a practice in many things. I think just organizational skills and, you know, it was definitely that kind of fake it till you make it thing. I thought I knew what I was doing and you get in and, and there's a lot of moving parts and, and, uh, it was cool to kind of serve a community that was also during 2008 is when we opened up, right. When the economy was starting to nosedive and it was another kind of case of that. Don't know what you don't know. So at the time I didn't know about economic cycles, you know, I'm 25 years old, fresh out of college. And, and all I saw was a community that needed a restaurant. There's not much out there. And we'd have our regulars that we kind of treated like family and we'd, we were scrappy. We did whatever it takes to kind of stay in business. And it wasn't easy. There was times where I was sitting on four paychecks waiting to cash it, but making sure my employees paychecks cashed first. And there was times where checks bounced and, and, you know, Sean will attest to it too, is we were full of energy and ideas. And at the same time, there's just so much implementation and so much moving parts and challenges doing, doing business in California or in general, you know, comes with so many challenges. And so I, I really do consider that to be an important stepping stone to, to where I'm at today. How do you keep pushing forward? Cause it seems like it'd be fairly easy, especially just going back to Aspen, maybe get back in the property management business, um, go to the work at your father's restaurant. I mean, how do you keep pushing forward and saying, okay, well, I might be stuck, stuck right here, but I want to keep doing, doing this. Yeah, I think to be honest, part of it wasn't necessarily by choice. It was me following my wife and and knowing that there was a woman I loved and and I knew I loved real estate. And so I ended up in the place where I, I think I ended up loving pretty quickly up here in the North Bay area. Um and doing the thing I loved, which is real estate. And so it's it's kind of a combination of things. I think I could easily, if I were the solo decision maker, wind up back in in Aspen, but now my purpose is to kind of serve my family and you know i have a six-year-old and a four-year-old daughter and they're they're the ones that keep me up and like make me want to wake up every morning and do the best thing and i try to get out of my own way because there's times where i could hit the snooze button and 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 i always just constantly switch back to thinking about the, the greater good and what what my family needs for me what my clients need for me and just try to try to get out of my own way basically <laughs> So it sounds like that you were in that down moment of the the 2008, the chaos of what was going on at the restaurant and an opportunity your, with your mother-in-law came about to to come up to the North Bay. Is that kind of correct or timelines wise? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were in the restaurant from 2008 to moving up here 2012. Okay. And so in this particular market, I find myself to still be relatively new, but I've had a pretty fast path of growth, thankfully. Um, and so in that, in that four year span, the 2008 to the 2012, I mean, uh, it seems like there was the, the, the peaks and valleys, right? 
were did you know that you needed another path to go just waiting for the right opportunity or were you trying to keep everything going forward with the the restaurant industry with sean how was that what was your mindset at that time yeah you know what i think as a young man like i i kind of deep in my gut knew that it wasn't the direction i wanted to go in and i was at the same time trying to kind of force it through and make make things happen um so I enjoyed a lot of it. I, I enjoyed the relationships I was having, but I I don't think I ever envisioned it being my long game. Um, it seemed like an opportunity where when we initially got into it, we were thinking this thing's been mismanaged by multiple owners. We've seen it through. Let's get it where it needs to be with the false expectation that it would run itself at some point. You know, restaurants don't really run themselves unless you have really badass managers and, and it takes a while. And so I think, you know, to me and my gut, it was kind of a no brainer and it's not something I look back upon. When I talk to Sean, he's crushing it down there. He's doing a great job and he's found his passion. And I know for me, that wasn't my passion. So when it came time to part, part ways and, and move in a different direction, it was a decision that kind of came relatively easy to me. I think I was at a point where where I wasn't loving it. I, I had moments where I was super anxious, where we took a breakfast house that was open 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. or something like that and turned it into a sports bar, but we didn't eliminate the breakfast piece. And so I was showing up for work at 5.30 in the morning and some nights I wouldn't get home till midnight, 1 a.m. So in my 20s, I could do that. Now I get exhausted just thinking about it, but, uh, but it wasn't really speaking to me. And I, I think as I get a little bit older now and reflect upon it, now my life is with so much more intention, like where I'm going, I have goals laid out, what I wanna do, and I'm intentional with, with what feels good to me, what makes sense and in kind of impacting the life of others. Back then it was more about survival. And I think a lot of the anxiety came from, you know, working too much, drinking too much, we were partying too much. And it was just a time in my life where looking back, I wish I could have kind of chilled out and, you know, I. I don't really drink anymore. I, I found that drinking kind of is like pouring gasoline on my anxiety. But I don't regret a thing either, you know, looking back and just seeing the lessons learned and and it's kind of created this new path for me where where I love the name of your podcast because I think growth mindset is my biggest asset right now where I'm just constantly wanting to learn and, and help people out in whatever capacity possible. Do you think that if you didn't find your current wife that you would have still transitioned to either back into real estate or even out of San Diego? I don't know about location wise, but I think I would have found my way back to real estate. I was definitely getting to a point of burnout. Um, and the relationship is tough too. being like a business partnership is tough in any respect. So Sean and I had our challenges back then and the restaurant itself was challenging. We had had conversations about a potential buyout. And I think that meeting my wife and in, in the situation that presented itself kind of just pushed the process along quicker. But I think inevitably I would have found my way back to real estate, whether it be Colorado, San Diego or Northern California. I, I think I eventually would have made my way <laughs> to where I'm going here. So up to this point, before you get to North, uh, North Bay or, um, the Bay Area, the north part of the Bay Area, um, you have been in kind of property management. So you've you've 
looked over properties, but not really selling it. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. So both in Colorado so, and in San Diego, we kind of acted as property managers. Okay. So now you're in the North Bay, right? Um, how do you, you're, you, do you plan to get into, get into real estate, selling, buying, or more property management? What were your plans at that point? Um, I think the goal has always been to sell. So I still, okay. now I'm in a position where I don't do any property management. I refer it out. Okay. Um, but at the same time, as, as you probably know, our roles as real estate agents have changed. So now when we go to prepare a property for listing, we're kind of responsible for prepping it. And oftentimes that's paying carpet on kind of the simple end, but we're also doing bathroom renovations. I'm in the middle of like a $70,000 renovation for an upcoming listing right now. And so I think that the background in, in property management and how things work has really served me well. And now I'm working with contractors on a daily basis to mainly on the property prep end and managing expectations for investors if they buy a, you know, a fixer, what it might cost. And, and I think, I think it served me, but I don't have any ambitions to, to necessarily do property management at this point. So when you, when you got, uh, when you made the move and you're up there, right, what was the, the process? What was the, the structure? What were the steps you took to, to go forward into real estate up there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was fortunate enough to get hired by who's been one of the top, if not the top producer in the agent in the area up here. Um, so I had my license and I had the ambition, but nowhere to go. So I found a job as the director of marketing for this top agent. She was doing like 130 million a year, something like that, operating mainly in the high end. Um, so I was hired by her and it was, I consider it my baptism by, by fire because I really got thrown right in there and my director of marketing role quickly turned into kind of doing everything from open houses to meeting contractors, inspectors, just running hard. And so it's funny because I thought, you know, coming out of the restaurant, I'm going to relieve my stress. And that was like actually a super stressful year. Um, but it was also an opportunity to meet a lot of the players up here who are, who are doing business, who are now my associates, um, make the connections with inspectors, people on those lines. So I, I promised to put in a year and I, I did just barely put in a year. And then I started to replace, uh, to train my replacement, um, who's actually still there today, but it was great. And I, I kind of encourage anyone newer to real estate to join a team and just get to see some business activity first. I think that was a huge step for me. You know, it was stressful and challenging, but but I think the more business you see, the better, you know, the more confidence you'll gain and the better you can serve your clients. Did now up to this point, right, for that year, you basically were getting a paycheck, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. So I was working basically hourly at that point. Okay. Now you're going on your own. You're transitioning out. And you're basically you're you basically only make what you sell, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at that time, you just were you married already? Uh, was pretty much right around that same time. We were married late in 2012, so I, I was actually married during my during my year baptism by fire. <laughs> All right, now you're you're in that. You're basically going without any salary now you only make what you basically sell you're about to get married 
that's probably a lot of stress, I think, on most people's shoulders. How was that conversation with your wife? Was she was she ready for the adventure or future wife ready for the adventure to say, hey, we're not going to have this paycheck anymore. I'm going to be out there. I mean, how was that conversation? Yeah, so it, it was hard and it was challenging. So in addition to the things you mentioned, we were actually living with my in-laws for a brief period of time up here. <laughs> And so thankfully, my wife had a really solid job with a mortgage broker down in San Diego, and she was working remotely. And then I was trying to transition in. I was also lucky to have been in the restaurant previously. So I was being bought out during that time. And so I was getting small stipends each month to kind of help us stay afloat, not a significant amount of money to survive in the Bay Area. But um, but yeah, there was a there was a lot of stress, man. And that was another one of those things where I don't think I had the best coping mechanisms. You know, I would be out drinking with my buddies too much and just kind of half in, half out. The first year in real estate was was super humbling for me because I I had a lot of kind of know-how at that point, but I didn't have the formalized relationships. And so funny enough, my first year in real estate, I actually got audited by the IRS because because my income declined so much. I was sweating bullets. I went in there and met with them and I was like, well, why am I here? Like I made whatever it was, 20 grand or, you know, and they're like, cause there was such a drastic decline in your income that you, it raised the flag. And so I thought that was pretty funny looking back and, and, you know, since then I, I've acknowledged what works and what, what doesn't work for me and, and started building on the relationships and a lot of my wife's friends and their family were kind of my initial, networks and spheres join business networking groups and then the power of positive momentum just keeps compounding and it you know the last few years has really been pretty great but it was humbling getting into you know breaking off on my own and it was full of anxiety and, and now i'm kind of tackling bigger hurdles and forming a team and, and doing so i think with more peace of mind so it's been a fun fun journey do you was there ever moments that you thought about switching careers, switching paths, going to something that's more consistent with paychecks, payroll, anything like that? Yeah, that that thought definitely crossed my mind quite a bit, mainly that first year when, you know, business isn't happening. I'm sitting there and we're we're wondering where the next paycheck is coming from. Luckily, my wife was was working at the time. But I hated the idea of it. So I considered like, do I go back to serving tables or do I try to start something else entrepreneurial or property management? And that just didn't sit well with me. So it was close to the point where I might have to. And I think it's one of those things where you hear a bunch of stories about, you know, the miner who digs and digs and then sells the property. And the next guy that buys the property finds the gold two yards away from where they stopped digging. And I, it was kind of one of those where I just stuck to it a little longer than maybe I should have. And right when I was at the brink of giving up or, or changing paths, it started clicking. And then it, once it starts clicking, it, it just kind of compounds and has kind of the snowball effect. And so it was definitely, it was touch and go for a little bit there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what do you I mean? What, so it was the the fear of going to something or, or giving it up to a little too early. That was kind of like the, the big thing that was holding you accountable to keep pushing forward. Is that roughly it? Yeah. I think just, just having been like a restaurant owner and grown up in my family restaurant and kind of having the entrepreneurial hat on in some respect, my whole life, I didn't like the idea of going to a nine to five. 
yeah and and just showing up and and working for someone else um and i i don't know i just part of me felt like this is the path i needed to be on um i and i and i knew you know having known several real estate agents and friends that it's it's a long game you, you got to be in it for a while and it takes a while to gain traction um but yeah it's it's been humbling and i try to keep that humility as i move forward how were i mean again i go back to i mean the idea of the the relationship right your your future wife i mean i, I know when i first got into the the business i mean and like you were talking about, you basically can work long hours, long days, wake up first thing in the morning, go off to work when you're focusing on just yourself. But then as you bring another person to the equation, now you have to factor in them. You have to figure out the personal time, your emotions that you're dealing with real estate. You have to keep that almost separate a little bit from your partner. I mean, how was how were those conversations um, going on when you were in those low moments with your partner and now wife? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because we we did have some se several hard conversations around that. Like, should I drive an Uber? What should I do? And and, you know, it kind of came all back around. My wife and I are pretty good at acknowledging that we're on the same team and we're not trying to keep score at any point. You know, I help her out. She helps me out. And we go through ways. We're not always inspired at all times. But but a couple years later, when our first baby had arrived, she was still working from home. I had started doing some decent business at that point. But she was trying to juggle this full-time lending practice with a baby who's, you know, you can't control nap schedules and she's trying to field phone calls and nap schedules and babies screaming in the other room. And that created quite a bit of stress. So we ended up having a conversation at that point where she came to me and said, I just don't want to do this. I can't do this. And what do you think we should do? And then that was another leap of faith for us where I said, you know, you've always wanted to be a mom. This is the most important thing to you. you she's not excited about handing our kid over to someone else for eight hours a day. And so we ended up deciding that she needed to just be a mom and quit her job at that point. And so it was cool that, you know, she was there to support me when I was kind of struggling and, and trying to scrap my way through it. And then since then, I've been able to support her in her ambitions to be a mom. And that's not the way it is for everyone. Some people prefer to work through parenthood. Um, but we've had a lot of hard conversations over the years. And I think it's been cool to have her in my corner, regardless of kind of where I'm at. And she knows that I, I'll reciprocate that for her. And there's lulls in real estate too, where you're like, what am I doing? She's like, do I need to get a job early on? And I'm like, you're good. We're good. So it's kind of a little bit of faith just in the process. And then I think just just like I said, I think that's the biggest advice I give to anyone getting married, you know, is just recognize constantly that you're on the same team and you're working towards the same common goal. Um, and now, too, we, you know, one of the biggest things that keeps me sane in this environment is just the gratitude practice. So every morning I wake up and write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And every night we lay in bed with our four-year-old and six-year-old and we talk about what we're grateful for, which is hilarious with a four-year-old and six-year-old. But it's funny too, that they're catching on to some of the things that we say. So we bought a new home last year and my wife and I are constantly saying how we're grateful for this home we live in. And it's also a good time for my wife and I to acknowledge each other that she acknowledges that I wake up early in the morning and I work my tail off. And I acknowledge that she's doing everything around the house and cooking meals. And we have kind of that role thing where I think sometimes 
the grass is greener and we see each other and we think, man, I wish I was at the park right now, or I wish I was in the swimming pool with the kids, but instead I'm grinding. But at the end of the day, you know, we support each other and, and we acknowledge that. And that intentional practice has really, I think, helped our relationship a lot. Where, where did you uh, pick up that practice? Um, it's been, it's kind of everywhere you look these days is people talking about gratitude. And I, I think it's changed over time a little bit. I used to just do my morning, like I had a five minute gratitude journal where I'd write down things I'm grateful for. And over time it's evolved. And then I've, I found it to be so important to include my kids in that process too, because it gives you such an important perspective. It's so easy to be upset and like looking at the news and the media and what's going on around the world. But if you're intentional about practicing gratitude, I think it really gives you perspective. Like we live in an amazing, safe environment. <laughs> we have food in the fridge. We have a roof over our head. And just giving you a perspective of all the good things in your life just creates such a healthier mindset. Um, so I've been, I've been implementing a gratitude practice for probably five or six years now, and it's made a world of difference for me. If let's say we're talking, let's say in five years from now, where do you see yourself, your business? Where do you see that that going? Yeah, funny you ask. I've done a lot of planning kind of around that. So having just started Journey Real Estate, what I envision happening with that is creating my own little SEAL team around me with probably three to five agents working directly with my core team a few admins, and then I'd like to get maybe 20 agents or so working under the journey umbrella and, and having me empower them to build their own personal brands. And I've also, my my younger brother, half brother's moving out in a couple months from Colorado to help me out. And the long game there is hopefully to open a branch in Colorado. So five year, my vision is to spend a month in the winter, a month in the summer out in Colorado, helping build business out there and I'd like to have business in both locations. It's kind of my my vision, which is a big, hairy, audacious goal. But, you know, I think that's how it all starts. You got to set the intention and and move towards it. What do you being you transitioned from a couple different communities? Uh, what did you learn? I mean, is there something you're going to take away from the transition that you did here compared to what you're going to do in Colorado in a couple of years? Anything different? Yeah, I think each market has its own kind of nuance to it. And I, you know, I think a lot of people think about real estate as like, oh, crap, how do I figure out the contracts or how do I get through negotiations and yada, yada. But I think it's more about just people and relationships and, and the way you treat people. Um, and I've learned by now kind of what what opens doors and what what works. And a lot of that is just becoming human. <laughs> You know, so treating everyone, you know, with kindness. And I found that to be true with my inspectors I come to know and like and contractors and people in my business networking groups, you know, you care about them, you know, you, you take care of them and it ends up reciprocating. So I think for me, if whatever market I'm in, if you kind of stick with with the giver's gain, you know, I always try to give out referrals at every opportunity, help sh spread the love and the knowledge at every opportunity. And there's so much information available these days that I think there's really opportunity to thrive in, in any market, especially if you you team up with the right people and you kind of go into it with the right mindset and over communicate every step of the way. 
Makes sense. I mean, if you could talk to maybe a young realtor, even yourself, you know, that person that was transitioning from down south, I mean, is in those low moments, any kind of feedback, any kind of words of wisdom that you provided to, to that person? Yeah, I think, you know, I think part of it is just persistence and consistency. So whether or not you have a, a robust database, I'd say still just set a routine, wake up at a reasonable hour, do the action steps. And it's a lot of it is personal growth too, right? So you just just create the best version of yourself and put yourself out there in the world. And, and I, I'm a big believer in the universe kind of reciprocating. So if you're putting one foot in front of the other and, and, and uh, doing what's right and putting in the work, you know, I think good things will come. And I, I guess that would be my advice. The other thing that I, I think a lot of newer agents don't acknowledge, and maybe I didn't acknowledge when I was newer, was the importance of relationships within the industry. So right now that's becoming super important as we're in this crazy seller's market and every property is getting 10 offers. But those relationships, when I'm the recipient and the listing agent and I'm looking at 10 offers, the, the agents whom I know and I like and I've worked with kind of surface to the top a lot quicker. And I see a lot of agents just being jerks out there. And it's like, don't be a jerk. These people are our colleagues. And, you know, we're going to cross paths again. We're going to work together again. And I, I think just acknowledging that and, and that goes for communication, too. You know, just last week I sent out an email about a property just inquiring, you know, hey, are there more photos? When, it, when are you looking at offers? Just simple questions. And I got like a two word response, like, no, don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, just say please and thank you. And, you know, just recognize that it doesn't take much longer to just throw in a little bit of kindness. <laughs> and I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it and it changed for me, I think, over time was the idea of coming from from scarcity to abundance. And when you're basically having the communication with the other realtor, right, you're, you're being friendly. But also, I think some people, they look at it, well, why am I going to give information to my competitor? Maybe I'll try to find a way to double end this deal. With the reality, right. there's enough business out there. If you're not double ending this deal, I mean, you can be prospecting for another deal and have this relationship and he can help you out with your buyer and so on and so forth. So it's just changing the way you look at things. But I think a lot of people come from that scarcity mindset. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think they try to hold their cards so close to where it's like suffocating themselves because it's not helping progress the the deal that they could potentially have. They're, you know, talking too much and not listening. And and it's it's interesting to see because you can kind of spot it from a mile away now when someone's bluffing or yeah. or just, you know, it's so much more productive to just communicate. And I think the younger generation too, like another little tidbit of advice would be not to lean on text messaging too much, like pick up your phone and call people. And I think that's how a lot of business is, is getting done. And if you rely too much on, on text, you'll lose context and you'll, you'll miss opportunities to kind of pick up on little clues and, and things you should be known along the way. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on the, the podcast. If someone's looking in, in the Bay area or maybe they're listening to this in a couple of years from now, I'm looking in Aspen. What's the best way of them reaching out to you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm anywhere you look online. Um, Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. So it's at north.bay.all.day. So North Bay All Day. Um, also, you can look up Journey Real Estate. And we're active on most platforms. I haven't gotten around to TikTok, and I'm not 
too active on Twitter quite yet, but I hired a full-time virtual assistant. So hopefully we'll be more visible in more places soon here. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Hopefully everyone listening got some, some great nuggets right there. I mean, I, I think I, I, for at least for my takeaways, it's about relationships. I mean, be open with yes. You might be in a down moment, but keep that positivity, keep the relationships going and you don't know what door is going to open up. It seems like for you, I mean, the door opened up from the, from managing some properties in Aspen and then the opportunity to move to San Diego. And then from there coming up to the Bay area, I mean, these were opportunities that if you didn't build those relationships, they wouldn't have been there for you. It seems like for the most part, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I think relationships led me every step of the way and, and kind of continue to drive me. So. Well, thank you again for, for being on here. Everyone listening, please subscribe, please share. If you're looking in, in the Bay area or looking to Aspen, uh, reach out. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.